Amen, amen. Thankful to the Lord for that. The book of Hebrews, you can remain seated if you would please. Book of Hebrews chapter number four. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter number four. We will do our best to get through a few of these verses. But I do want to preach on a simple subject, and that subject today is, somebody's preach it with me, say lifestyle. Lifestyle. I want to talk today on that subject, lifestyle. So with that being said, I want to start in Hebrews chapter number four, starting at verse number one. If you don't have your Bibles, it's going to be up here on the screen. It says here, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Read that one more time. It says, let us therefore fear, have reverence. Let us therefore have reverence. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. The fourth chapter of Hebrews, if you were to take the time just to read the entire chapter, is dealing with Jewish Christians that were on the verge of turning back from their promised rest in Jesus Christ. Now, I want to make something very clear here this morning, and that is there is not one scripture in the Bible that says once you are saved, you are always saved. I'm going to say that again. There is not one scripture in the Bible that says once you are saved, you are always saved. You will not find one scripture that says that. You will find plenty of scriptures that support we must continue to live right in order to make heaven our home. Matter of fact, the scripture we just read in Hebrews chapter 4, put that back up please, verse number 1. Listen, read it here. It says, Let's, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come what? Short of it. Many people and preachers, teachers, go to the book of John, chapter number 10. This is where people are confused by John 10, verse number 27 and 28. For the Bible says in this verse, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. The scripture goes on and say in verse 28, and I give unto them eternal life. Some ought to say glory. And they shall never perish. But this is where people get confused due to false teaching. It says here, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Now that scripture is true. There is no one, once you are in the hand of God, no one can take you out of the hand of God. There is nothing, not no thing can take you out of the hand of God. Once you are in his hand, nothing can take you out. But you can remove yourself from the hand of God. We can take ourselves out 
from the hand of God. Nobody can do it. You can blame everybody you want to, but I'm sorry. If I choose to leave the church, it's my choice. I cannot blame one person. I can be offended. People can get on my nerves. I cannot like how things are going in the church. I can use every excuse I want, but it's my choice if I choose to walk away from Jesus Christ. Because no matter how many people get on my nerves or how many people offend me, I'm not walking away from him. Amen. So don't let people take you away from Jesus. Uh, because believe me, the devil will use everybody he can, uh, especially those closest to you. Uh-huh. You might want to elbow your neighbor because the enemy will use them. Uh, he will use the people closest to you to try to pull you away. But you've got to have a determination to say, I'm not separating myself from the love of Jesus. That's why, let me give you more Bible here, okay? That's why Paul declares in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 27. He says, but I keep under my body and bring it, in, bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, listen, when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. Paul is saying here that it takes discipline. He says, I am disciplining myself. That's why it's important to fast because fasting is discipline. That's why it's important when you see yourself or feel in your spirit that you are slipping away from a point when you are drawing closer to Jesus Christ. Thou, that is the time to fast. That is the time to discipline yourself. That is the time to discipline your mind, discipline your heart. It's no different than any athlete or actress or even what you do on your job you know when things are slipping on your job what do you do you kick it into another gear you make sure that you're getting everything done that you need in order to receive that promotion in order to receive that raise or just to get a pat on the back where i'm here to tell you i want jesus to pat me on the back and if i feel myself slipping away that is the time to fast amen that's why fasting is so important Romans chapter 8, verse number 38, verse number 38 and 39, Paul says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Now, I want to go back here and talk about this because remember, there's not a scripture in the Bible that says once you are saved, you are always saved. We must stay disciplined. But Paul says, For I am persuaded that neither Neither death. No one can try to tip me with my life to get me to pull away. If I'm on my deathbed, I'm still saying, Lord, I trust in you. There's not in the death cannot pull me away, nor life. So people can't give me enough stuff and try to get me to live at a certain level. Amen. This world will try to give things to you to make you think this is the way we should live. This is the American dream. He says, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers. The government is not going to pull me away from Jesus. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Government isn't going to pull me away from They can come out with all kind of governmental mandates all they want. It's not going to pull me away from Jesus. Anytime our government tries to put anything in place that contradicts this word, you do not have to obey that. We stick to the word of God. Amen. 
I wish I could preach in, in here this morning. We're going to be dealing with this subject of lifestyle tonight. I, I've got a part two on this because there's so much I want to teach you. And we need to, I'm telling you, the direction of this world, I'm not going to get into too much right now. I'm going to talk about this tonight. The direction of our world and everything that is taking place, you better know there's going to be persecution against the church. Get ready for part two tonight. All right. There's going to be persecution coming to the church. And if you're not sold out for Jesus, if you don't know who you are and who you want to be and that this is who I am, this is what I choose to do, you're going to be pulled away. Scripture says the love of many will wax cold. I'm telling you, I'm not waxing. I'm determined not to wax cold, but I am determined to stay with Jesus. Hallelujah. Paul says, nor things present. What are you dealing with right now? Romans chapter 8, verse number 39. Nor things present. Excuse me, 38. Nor things present, nor things to come. Verse 39 says, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. Don't put your dogs before God. Don't put anything before him. Amen. Well, I got, I got my boy's soccer game tonight. I got the birthday party tonight. And it just couldn't be on Saturday, huh? We'll choose everything else besides coming to the house of the Lord. Somebody shout lifestyle. I'm preaching about a lifestyle. What we do and how I live is my lifestyle. Amen. And my lifestyle is not Sunday to Sunday. My lifestyle is every single day of the week. <laughs> Hebrews 4, verse number 2. Let's read verse number 2. It says, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. The scripture's letting us know, in other words, that they were not mixing obedience. They were not mixing the word that they heard with action. It says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. He's talking to people that's trying to get them to remember their forefathers. The ones that were disobedient when they came out of Egypt never had the opportunity to enter into the promised land. They didn't, they heard the word, but they didn't mix their faith in with it that heard it. That's why James chapter one, verse number 22 says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own self. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. The Israelites in Moses' day illustrate a problem facing many who fill churches today. 
They know a great deal about Jesus, but they do not know him personally. People are not combining their knowledge with faith. It is important that when you hear the word, you take action on the word. Because it is the action that displays the lifestyle. The reason why I do what I do is based on my relationship with Jesus Christ. And my relationship allows my lifestyle to be on display. Every decision that I make or do not make is based on my relationship. Some of us need to have a closer relationship with Jesus. I can lift my hand and say I do. Well today my action is going to dictate that so that my lifestyle when I leave out of here is better than when I walked in here. See many of us struggle with taking action but I'm here to tell you it is your action that's going to help you beyond the four walls. If you have have a hard time taking action inside the four walls I want you to think about the hard time you have outside the four walls I'm here to encourage somebody I want to help somebody in the Holy Ghost that if you want a better lifestyle in Jesus Christ take action today that when nobody else moves you move if nobody else prays you pray if nobody else claps their hand you clap your hand if nobody else lifts their voice you lift your voice if nobody else says hallelujah you shout hallelujah why because my action will dictate my lifestyle hallelujah amen lifestyle it's it's a lifestyle this is a lifestyle what we do, how we do, and what we do, it's a lifestyle. Amen. That's what we need in this day is more people to have a lifestyle of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. But the day of you telling people you go to church and you expect them to respect you? Mm-hmm. They're not just going to bow down. Oh, all right. And, 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 and stop cussing, drinking, lying, stealing. Brother Carson. And stop cussing, lying, drinking, all this stuff. No, uh-uh. Not going to happen. And so... It's all right. It's, it's okay. Yeah, just take care of that. Take care of that. So the thing is, is that the lifestyle that we live and that we do, are y'all with me? I sure hope y'all more mature than that. Y'all with me, right? Praise God. I was going to say, wait a minute now. I know I've got way more mature folks than this in this church. Praise God. Hey man, it's no big deal. It's all right. Somebody, somebody can just take off running too right now too, you know. It's, it'll be okay too. Listen. Listen, it's a lifestyle. That's enough. All right, sister? That's enough. So have a seat. Have a seat. If you can't have a seat, then you can exit out. That's enough. Have a seat. Just escort her out. Daniel, escort her out, please. It's fine. She can have a seat. She can leave. So it is a lifestyle that we must obtain to, all right? And so the thing is, is that we must understand 
is that everything we do, everything we do, everywhere we go, everything we say, lifestyle. <laughs> All right? And we must have a lifestyle that Jesus is pleased with. But the lifestyle that Jesus can be pleased with is based on our relationship. Can, can, can I talk to you? L let me help you. See, my wife and I, the things that I do for her and that she does for me is based on our relationship. It's our relationship. And the more I draw closer to her, the more I'm in love with her, the more I'm willing to change. But if I'm not in love with her, I don't change. And it's my change that actually shows her how much I love her. I hope I'm not talking over your head. Are you hearing me? See, some of us say we love Jesus, but we don't want to change for Jesus. We say that we want a relationship with him, but do we really want him to have a relationship with us? Because when Jesus comes into your life, the Bible says that we are new creatures. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Some of us don't want to get rid of old things, old ways. I'm telling you, we got to get rid of this stuff. We got to put down some junk. We got to put down some mess because we need a new lifestyle. We need a new way. We need a new mindset. We need new understanding. I need to go higher in him. I want to help somebody. Jesus is coming soon. And the closer I know he's coming, the more I need to change. The more I need to change. That's right. It's important. Lifestyle. Uh, I, I want to. Can I keep preaching or just get back to my notes here? The greatest way that you can be a witness. simply by your lifestyle. There are many people that ask the question, Pastor, what do I say to people? How do I become a witness? How do I, what, what do I say? I, I'm a little hesitant to talk in front of people, yet alone a crowd. You wouldn't believe it, but I'm standing up here just as nervous as anybody right now. And, but I share with them it's your lifestyle. You don't have to say one word. Just live right. Just make the right decisions. Do the right things. You know there are more people drawn to Jesus based on how they see other people living? Amen? That's right. I thank the Lord when we have folks that come into this church that say, man, I was just driving by this place and some told me just come on in here. I thank the Lord for that. We have many witnesses, many people in here that have come to this church just by driving by. But you know, more people come because they say, boy, there's something about you. There's, there's something different about you. There's this lifestyle. There's, when everybody else is immoral, you're still moral. When everybody else is still going to that way, you're still staying straight. See, it's challenging sometimes in the workforce, in the workplace. Can I talk to those that are still working? When everybody else wants to go out after work, when everybody else wants to go get a few drinks, and yet you decide, no, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not going there. 
Can I keep preaching? It's it's challenging when everybody else around you is doing the wrong thing, but something in you is saying, I can't do that anymore. Something in you is saying, no, don't don't, don't go there. Don't don't go to that place. Don't say that thing. Something, it's, 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 it's working on you. It's the Lord trying to get you to change your lifestyle. And when you change your lifestyle and see then when people need help, when they need prayer, when they're in trouble, guess who they come? To the one that's changed their lifestyle. Hallelujah. Amen. I know there are many people here, many people watching uh, here today uh, that need to understand that we are a lifestyle people, that this church is filled with folks uh, that have a changed lifestyle. We used to live one way. We used to talk one way. I'm here to tell you, if you're still living and talking that way, you can be changed today and how you can be changed. You can be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you can be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, God can change your life and your lifestyle will change hallelujah I want to tell you you cannot do it by yourself you cannot do it alone but Jesus is able to take anybody I don't care where you are I don't care how low you are I don't care how far you've gone God said his ear is not too heavy his arm is not too short God is able to pull you out from any situation that you are in. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord and magnify him. Hallelujah. So yes, you may not get that raise that you're wanting on that job because you've changed lifestyles. Because they want you to go and drink with the rest of the corporate people. Well, I feel like I'm not going to get that raise because I got to go out and drink with everybody else. Every time I've stood for Jesus, he's always been right there for me. He's never failed me. And matter of fact, he's given me more than what I even asked for. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take that job. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep my family as close as what I thought. No, you give your life to Jesus. Watch, your, watch Jesus take care of your family. Because it's a lifestyle. See, when I was in the world, well, I had so many friends. I thought I did. Thought I was popular. Brother Carter, I thought I was cool. Well, the Lord has a way of straightening that out. Well, when I had hair, you couldn't tell me nothing. The Lord had a way of humbling me. Less time in the morning, Lord, to get ready. Y'all ready? Yep, I'm good. Let's go. (laughs) Don't think it's strange. All right? If you start losing people around you. 
Don't think it's strange if you start losing some friends because of your lifestyle. Don't, don't, don't think it's strange when people talk about you and say, oh, you're going back to that church again, huh? Oh, you, you think, oh, you just, oh, you just saved now. Oh, you just too good now. Don't think it's strange because of your lifestyle change. Don't allow yourself to go back to your old ways to please old people that are not going to help you go from here to there. They will only hinder you. Don't let your job, don't let anyone, a family member, a friend, even a foe, don't let anyone keep you from a lifestyle change. I'm telling you, church, we will be a church by the help of the Lord that is full of people with lifestyle changes. I'm talking about to where we don't come to church, jump up and down, clap our hands, shout hallelujah, give glory unto the Lord, and then we walk out of here going back to the exact same mess. No, uh-uh. God is too great for that. Why would I even serve a God that wasn't powerful enough to change me? If I could just do it myself, what do I need God for? But I can't do it myself. I've tried doing it myself. But I needed Jesus to change me. Are you with me, church? I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. See, the enemy tried to distract. The enemy tried to keep us quiet. The enemy tried to do his best because he knew the power of the Holy Ghost was going to be in this place. And I'm telling you from the front row to the back. Oh, I need somebody's spiritual right now. From the front row to the back row, God is trying to get somebody's attention that there is a lifestyle change available for you. Don't stay in your seat. Now's not the time, but somebody ought to run. Somebody ought to move from where they are and say, I want a lifestyle change. I want a lifestyle change. I want to stay in the same place that I've been in for years, but God is able to pull me out no matter what the situation is. Let's lift our hands unto the Lord and magnify him just for a moment. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Come on, I feel his presence. I feel his presence. Let's just push just a little while longer. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, there is not one scripture that says once saved, always saved. You will not find it in the Bible. But there's plenty of scriptures that tell us we've got to continue to work. You've got to keep on going. Keep on believing. Keep on trying. I'm persuaded. Let nothing separate me. Keep on going. We've got to keep believing, church. 
God has brought you this far. Some of you in here today didn't think you would be where you are right now. Where you are right now. Look where you are. So don't you think for a second that God cannot take you further. Don't stop. Don't stop God. He's too powerful for that. You hear me, church? This is a lifestyle. I believe him today, and I'm going to believe him tomorrow. I worship him today, and I'm going to worship him tomorrow because he's worthy of my praise. This is a lifestyle. And there's more to come when Jesus gets a hold of your life. Let's lift our hands one more time. In Jesus' name, musicians.